I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, we still need to have our knit off. We were going to have a knit off, remember? We bought the wool and everything, haven't we? My friend during, not during lockdown, last winter, knitted her first pair of socks. And she's never been prouder. I mean, the amount of Instagram posts for this pair of socks. And I don't think I gave her socks enough love, actually. Now that you've told me you have to use a weird needle and... Yeah, you have to use it because you knit it in the round, which I'd never done before. I mean, Maureen, I've performed in the round, so don't think (laughs) for a second that I don't know what you're referring to. (laughs) Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. So, yes, yeah, so I've got to try and think of it because I've got lots and lots of wool. So I've got to try and get rid of some of the wool. I can't keep making that top. I've got about six versions of that top in different colours. And I never wear the top. So it's like, I mean, it's a nice top, but I just never wear them. Why don't so, you wear it? I don't know. I occasionally wear one or two, once or twice. I, they are really nice tops. They're really nice tops. And now I've that got... you've got that, that new skirt that you bought when you came to Brighton, do you remember? Yes. That would go with one of those tops, that black top. I really, I bought some, re- I bought loads and loads of clothes. Um, I Honestly, Alison. I bought loads Honestly, Alison, I just, before we, and um, we have started, haven't we? This is starting yes. now, so we can, we're, like, we're in it. Yes, sorry. Um, just to say, right, um, Maureen stayed with me for a few days and, um, and a couple of days she went, I'm just going to nip out to the charity shop uh, which I didn't really think anything of. Each time she came back, as if she'd been like shopping down Bond Street, she came back with these dresses, with like brand new skirts. And that, like at least two of the outfits, she was like, oh, these have never been worn. I was like, no, oh, how much were worn. they? She was like, you're not going to believe it. I was like, how much? She was like, it's quite expensive. Nine pounds. I was like, get out. <laughs> one of them was 20 quid, but it was from a very good make and it had never been worn. Oh, that was it. That, that the was pink the one that and was... black. That was a really, yeah. it's like a wedding dress. I don't know why I'm going to wear it, mind you. But I bought, I bought some nine, like well, a really you'll nice. you wear it to Aldi, Maureen. What are you talking about? I probably you will don't wait. let it, you don't let that stop you. Don't let you. that put me off. Uh, I, would, I had a 1950s skirt. Yeah, you really like that, the yellow 1950s skirt. Well, that black top that you knitted, Maureen, yeah, that would, would go, go well really it. well with that. Yeah. And it's a very flattering skirt. 
very flattering. I bought loads of stuff, bought some really nice dresses. I mean, I could spend all day in a charity shop and come out with a mug or something. <laughs> Me too. I, I mean, never like I've got, I haven't got the thing. eye for it. I, got I get frustrated. And... Things, my fingers are so fat, so I can only put it on the pinky. Well, it doesn't matter, Maureen. It's nice to make a purchase, isn't it? It's nice to make a purchase in your charity shop. Because I'm Extravaganza. also part of the new me I'm also making an effort because as uh, Jen noticed I wasn't really making effort when I went out so I now put makeup on I brush my hair put on a nice frock that you know those little things yeah, yeah but they're important aren't they, they Alison are important. they're very important are you kidding if people don't take time to do the details you're not celebrating yourself then right you're not celebrating even the little aspects of you you are punishing yourself yeah I mean um, earlier this year I was very stressed I mean really it was yeah. going through a lot of stuff and I, as Jen knows, and I said at my friend Maggie's, and I think I was there two, three days, and I hadn't changed clothes, hadn't had a wash, no makeup on, hadn't brushed my hair. And she just went, get in the shower, have a shower, put your makeup back on. I want you to be the glamorous morning I knew. We used to work together in the 90s from that time because I just couldn't care less. And it is a sign that, you know, things aren't well when mm -hmm. you kind of let mm -hmm. yourself look like that. And she just made me go and have a shower, basically, and... and um and put some makeup on. And it, I think it is that thing that you just, it is a sign that things aren't going right, I don't think. You know, not you need to know, wear makeup, but you know, loving a wash and not brushing your hair, probably a sign that you're perhaps, you know. Yeah, you're not on tip top form. No. Um, but yeah, you are You are doing loads of things. Swimming, uh, you're trying to change went your diet. Went yesterday. You went, how, oh, how, and still going to the Lido? Still going to the Lido, did four lengths. It's a very, I know, in one go. I could only do two lengths when I first started in one go. But it's a very long pull. I know it doesn't sound much, but it's a really long pull. And it is a lot for me. And then I was going to go this morning before we did the podcast. And I woke up and I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Maureen, I, I've established that if you get your money's worth back yes. from the membership, that will have been a shitload of swimming that you'll have done. And that's a -okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've now worked it out. It's sixteen pounds eighty-eight a swim so far. Right. So, you, so we know that you're going to up your game in August. Yes, I have to. You have to to get your money's worth. To get my money. You wait, Alison. She's going to be like. It's five pound forty-five a swim. Have there been more children at the Lido's? No. You know what? I uh, yeah, it's not half. It, it's not some holidays yet. Oh, there yeah. wasn't that many people there at the Lido, and I thought there would be, but the children tend to go into. There's like a pool for the children. The one I'm in is at the Lentz. Great. The children don't tend to go in there because they don't really want to swim lengths. They want to dance about. In the, but they in can the... be separated. Yeah. Yeah. Does it get Excellent. deep at all or can you touch the Oh my your God, feet it's really deep. Good. Yeah, yeah. But then there's a quite a shallow bit as well. Great. But yeah, no, it gets really deep. It's, a it's really, really deep nice and it's really cold, Alison. Do you know it's... what? I don't find it as cold now. I think you I just get used, used to it. it. Yeah. But I bought a swimming cap, a red swimming cap with kind of things for your ears i haven't really worked that out anyway what? it turns out oh i don't know it's got anyway it protects your ears apparently anyway well i'll tell you what it isn't it isn't waterproof so i'm really glad i bought that swimming hat i don't understand so you bought a swimming hat that is not water resistant well, is it, it just a it hat is. it said it is but it my hair was still wet oh no your hair will get your hair will get a little bit wet no oh, it shouldn't it? be soaking wet no it but... wasn't soaking wet yeah, it will get a little, it'll get a little bit wet under sort of just under oh. where your neck is because, but your actual, most of your hair will, I mean, I swim with a, with a, with a, a, a swimming cap 
because otherwise, um, because I swim front crawl, I get I'll get an ear infection if I'm swimming, oh, you know, a kilometre with my head in the water like that. So I, and also it, it keeps the heat in. But my hair, I can swim. I can swim like a mile and a half. Or oh, that's a lie. I never swim a mile and a half. I literally <laughs> just lied there. That was a complete lie. I can oh, swim five yeah. miles. <laughs> I swim a mile and a half as I pop out into the ocean. No, I don't. I swim maximum a kilometre. Um, and uh, I'll, I, when I come out, uh, my hair's dry. It, it will keep most of my hair dry. But you'll get a little bit just around oh, okay. the edges. But the point is, is that also it keeps your, your head warm and it will keep a little, it should keep you a little bit warmer. Oh. In theory, Maureen, but I'd, I want to know what, where did you buy this hat? Where? Amazon. Amazon. Amazon, right. yeah. Okay. okay. You, you, don't, you don't have to give Bezos every penny you earn, you know. I know, you can just lazy. Keep a little bit back. But if she's got one like, at the thrift shop, you know she would have bought us there. It's just the sports the, direct or something like that. You got one of those? No? Anything no. near you? No. No? Okay. Anyways. Never mind. All right, well, Maureen, it's good to know that you're out there. You're aerobically exercising. You are eating meals with 50% less cream. It, it's all moving in the right direction. And and that's fantastic. Um, and you don't constantly have me giving you a hard time for just living your life. Which is what Maureen has had calls. to suffer for the last six months. Yeah, I've noticed she just doesn't pick up. Um, Alison, how's your week been? My week's been good. You know what I've been trying to do now? This is my new thing. When I So I walk the dog every day. Uh, I'm trying to phone a friend. I'm trying to use that time to connect with people that maybe I haven't had a chance to connect with. So that is my new thing, walking good, and talking. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that is a... That's a really good idea. So what, you go for a walk and then mm -hmm. you just go, right, this is my time to catch up with mates. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call this person or they around and call this person and I'll just, yeah, that, that's the time I try to connect with some people. Yeah. That's yeah. a great idea. That's a really yeah. good idea. Also, that's quite a motivator to get out as well. Because then you're it? like, oh, I want to talk to so-and-so and yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I tell you what I like to do when I go for a walk. Sometimes I have like, my headphones on and I listen to music and that's when I like to... Um, take my notebook out oh, uh, yeah uh, yeah because I don't, i'm sure we've talked about this before but when i'm walking um that's when ideas come that makes perfect sense yeah so like if i've got an idea you know like i if i've got a deadline i don't do anything without a deadline just to in case there's any everyone's like wow jen's really she's just a really she's a creative spirit no i've got a deadline and i've got to come up with something i'll go for a walk and then when I'm walking and I'm thinking about whatever it is I'm thinking about, maybe I'm thinking about my show or I'm thinking about the fact that I've got to come up with some topical ideas for a, a panel show or whatever. Then once I'm walking, that's when those ideas come. But if I'm sedentary in front of my laptop, forget no. it. Nothing comes. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's I'm just killing time, uh, you know, refreshing the Guardian website. I need to, like, get out there <laughs> yeah. and actually... Uh, and, and loads more stuff will, I'll, I'll be a lot more productive if I do that. But it's sometimes it's hard just to motivate yourself to get out. But um, that's that's a really good idea, Alison, anyway. Um, I might start doing that. I don't really phone people very often. It's not my thing. Um, uh, we tend, our world tends to get a lot smaller. And oh, yeah. so that is why I was like, okay, well, this will be the time then that I make the effort to you know, connect with these people regularly because you're actually doing yourself a big service doing that. Yeah. Do you know what? I phoned a mate 
not that long ago, earlier this year. And I don't usually phone anyone, really, apart from Maureen. Um, and um, she picked up the phone and she went, Jen, are you, is everything okay? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> and, I, and I said, uh, yeah, I was, just, I was just phoning up to see how you are. She went, oh, 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 God. I, th- I thought you were phoning to tell me something dreadful. I had to, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? And I was like, oh, my God. I've, I've, I contact my mates so little that when they hear from me, they think something terrible's happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Something really bad has happened. Jen's called me. <laughs> I was like, I literally just phoned for a chat. She went, okay, well, that's unexpected. But hi, how are you? Hi, yeah, nice. great. <laughs> Is Chloe okay or the kids okay? Is everything What's okay? <laughs> we never hear from you. I'm really terrible. I think the only way that I manage to have the friends that I do is that they um, have um, no expectations. Which <laughs> <laughs> is absolutely terrible. And, and you know... I, I, it's it's really awful but when i when i'm with people like if i'm in your orbit like if i've met up with you or we've arranged to go out or yeah. we're having a coffee i'm 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 100 percent in you i'm not checking my phone or looking at my watch or waiting to think or thinking about doing something else. i'm totally in your orbit but outside of that because i feel like i'm working all the time when i'm not working i don't think i want to be on the phone do you know what i mean you want to be at home I just want to be at home and not uh, using your brain, looking at my phone, <laughs> just... no, um, staring at my phone like a zombie. No, um, I am um, not a person that often makes correct decisions for their mental health. I think we established that last week. Um, and um, I have uh, found one of the things that's really helped has been reading a book. Mm. So when I'm on a train, when I'm... Um, traveling to and from places and let's be honest um uh, nothing nothing else is going on i'm still just doing the same old stuff um i i'm looking at my um reading a book rather than i don't know downloading something on my phone and watching it or i i do a lot of reading different uh current affairs websites which are all make me very cross and unhappy so rather than doing that i I find like reading, a f- and it has to be fiction. It can't be non-fiction. It has to be fiction. Yeah. Like it's real pure escapism is, is is really good. And I used to read all the time, pre-smartphones. I my That's what I would do. I would have a book and I would read my book. And since, the, since I've had a smartphone in my hand, I just don't read enough. Do, mm-hmm. You know, because those times where I've got, where I could be reading, Maureen doesn't do this. She reads loads. So she's a real... Um, literary worm and so she's always recommending books and and uh, telling us about stuff and but but when you do do that I actually think it gives your brain a break it's almost like a form of mindfulness actually because it takes you away from whatever it is that you're thinking about in the moment and transports you to a another world with different characters that has got nothing to do with you um and I'm determined to do that so I'm trying what decided to do I'm going to set myself a goal um now that I've got a bit of time off in August, to try to read at least, and this doesn't sound a lot, but for someone like me who doesn't read very much at all ever, I'm going to read, try and read three books in August. That sounds like a lot. That's a lot. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I know. Depends it depends on the have... size of the book. If it's War it... and Peace and... Oh, yeah, I'm not going to be reading War and Peace, boy. <laughs> um, and so what very I'm going to try... Because uh, I've already told you I work great to a deadline. 
uh, in order, and this is primarily for my mental health, I'm going to come back, okay? And beginning of September when we, because this is our final episode, we're going to have a little summer's break for August and we'll be back in the beginning of September. When we come back, I believe it's the second week of September, I will be able to tell you which books I've read and I might even be able to recommend one of those for you, Maureen, to include in your book club. That'd be great. And also, I would recommend that you get The Constant Rabbit because I think you will find that really Do you know funny. what? As soon as this record is over, I'm going to bloody well order it. Not on Amazon. Not, don't, don't, they don't do it on not Amazon. On, not, I'm not giving Bezos any more of my cash. But I think you'll find that because it, it's, a, it's a fun read and also it's a political as well, so I think you'll really enjoy that. How big is it? Just to, it's I don't not want, that big. Okay, great. That's it. I'm in, I'm in, it's not I'm War in. and Peace style. Okay, great, great, great. You know, and it, it's funny, so I think you'll enjoy the comedy. Okay, fine. All right, so I'm set. So I'm not going to talk about my week because my week is... Um, uh, it's been more gigs and I think talking about comedy is utterly dull uh, but I will uh, endeavour to be look September it's a new it's a new school term isn't it so we're going to have the summer holidays now and then it's a new school term it'll be the new me the new Jen Brister <laughs> and we're not even going to have the goat anymore it's going to be Jen Brister's upbeat Zen, Zen, Zen Jen. Jen Zen Jen Zen Jen, Zen Jen. I don't know. We're going to lose listeners. We're going to lose <laughs> listeners then. Alex is, Alex is like shaking his head as if, yeah, that won't last. Uh, good luck with that, love. <laughs> I give it a week. Give it a week. You give it a week. God, you're optimistic, Alex. I give it about an hour. <laughs> That's all I need, Warren, is an hour for this record. <laughs> Just need to maintain it for an hour. Uh, anyway, we've all had weeks. Wonderful stuff. Um, and now, uh, for the final time in this series thing that we have to, to it's a series it's just what it doesn't matter yeah anyway in this little uh, chunk of episodes <clears throat> anyway we're gonna go to speak to Maureen Younger who has had be Maureen moment I messaged Jen I have just put olive oil in my eyes <laughs> and I was like sitting there going why is it so blurred I, I mean you can't make this shit up can you <laughs> It was fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> well, this Be More Maureen features Jen getting wound up with me. I don't know if you could try even imagine that, Alison. It's a very what? difficult concept. Um, no. <laughs> Jen, just Jen just looking at me like, what the fuck is this woman on about? Um, Jen will remember this. We were talking, I, I kind of was in the back garden going, oh, I didn't know you had a roof extension. And Jen went, but you sleep in the roof extension. Do you remember that conversation? <laughs> so, yeah, I do. And also, let's go back. Should we go back to the beginning? So we're in the garden, okay? And uh, Maureen and I are sitting in the garden having a drink or whatever. And Maureen looks at the back of the house and says, oh, when did you have that? Um, I didn't know you had had a roof extension. When did you have that done? And I said, Maureen, <coughs> For the past eight years, when you have stayed with me, you have stayed in that loft extension. <laughs> that room that you stay in. And she went, oh, well, how was I supposed to know that was a loft extension? And I said to her, because it's in the loft. And also because, you know, the windows, they are Velux windows. In the and so they are in the roof. Actually, if you open a Velux window, your head will come out onto the roof of the house, which is the very... I said, you don't have Velux windows unless you've had a loft extension. Do you? She went, 
how was I supposed to know they were on the roof? I said, well, there are whole, there's a hole in the roof and that's where the window is. And when you look through the window, all you can see is the tiles of our house, which is the tiles of the roof. And she was like, well, I don't, I don't know how I was supposed to know that was a loft extension. And I was like, well, surely when you were in the garden looking up at it, that would have been the first clue. <laughs> That that was the loft extension. Actually, I mean, I don't. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're going. Yes, it's perfectly reasonable for Maureen not to know that she was in the loft extension whilst looking at the loft extension and having lived, stayed in that loft extension for eight living years in the loft extension. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Alison. You're looking at me like going, "Yeah, I think Maureen's got a point." I mean, uh, look, I could see how Maureen looked at the house and went, "Oh, that's weird. I didn't know that you." <laughs> no, but the black, the, the brown bit's been added on, hasn't it? No. Love, it's all been added on. Oh, okay. So that bit at the back is the dormer, okay? And the dormer is the loft extension. So you have one side of the loft extension is the dormer and the other side of the loft extension has the Velux windows, uh. okay? On, uh, but it's all on the you're, it's all on the same floor. That's true. It's not, it's not on a different floor. We're not on a different space. And what we've done is we've partitioned that room. So there's two rooms. Yes. One has the dormer at the back and one has the Velux at the front. But it's ostensibly the same floor. You're not going up another flight of stairs or down a corridor into a different room. It's a room that's been separated by a prefab wall. Okay. So I am struggling to, I don't, even as I'm explaining this, <laughs> It's it's hard for me, it's hard for me to, to understand how you didn't make that connection. <laughs> I, I, and, and also, as far as you're concerned, Maureen, you've never been at the house when that hasn't been there. That's the other point. No. It's, 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 it, was never, it was never different for you. It's always <laughs> been there. And so that's the other thing. that I, I've just noticed that you've got a room up there. Yes, that, all your stuff is in that room, Maureen. That, right that's now. where you are. That's that where... is where you're staying. That's where you are. You're in that room. So that's the Beam and Maureen moment. I'm, I'm, look, there might be some of you thinking that's perfectly reasonable that Maureen didn't get that. And, uh, and, and and maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But I was sitting in the garden going, I just... Uh, <laughs> what's that room up there? How long has that been there? When did you have that done? Yeah, I mean, well, you came from that room. That, that's where you, you were. Literally just, you literally just walked down the stairs from, from that room. All of your things are in that room. <laughs> When did we do that room? Oh, that, is that new? Is that new, that room? Wow. When did you do that? You know, it's really good. I'm an observational comedian, isn't it? Uh, well, this is. <laughs> but, you know, you're never going to run out of observations because you don't notice them at first. They'll come up later, though. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there, Maureen. You'll get there and... Um... Good. Good. Maureen Younger, thank you very much for your B-Money moment. Alison, listen... Last week, you answered two Ask Alisons in one go, <laughs> one of which was very useful to me. I have been making lists of all the things I, all the things I like in other people. I've discovered the list was quite short. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's because my expectations of people are low or what, but it's just like, just don't be an I think at the top was don't be an asshole. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's what I'm, I, I'd like for myself. So I'm going to try not to be an asshole today. And I would love for you, Alison, to help us with this Ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Because I ain't 
Take my advice. I ain't using it. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're never an asshole, in my opinion, Jen. Um... And actually, this is this is a this is a good one. Uh, I I appreciate. Now we've talked sort of about the subject matter before, but I don't care. People write in. There's only so many problems in the world. We will revisit some of these. So I'm delighted. Thank you very much for sharing this with us. Again, I am not a professional therapist. Always just like to point that out. Um, so to the Ask Allison, it's a problem I don't really need solving, as I've gone and done the deed. But I thought it would be an interesting thing. All right. About a year ago, I met my now ex-friend, Lindsay. It was through an app. Hmm. She saw it as a date, and I didn't. We met for lunch, and it was great. I haven't had such a fab conversation in ages, and I wonder if there might be a spark. She admitted to being very socially anxious and a bit of a disaster and said that she just wanted to be friends, and I was totally cool with that. Great. That's the start. Time goes on. Uh, they, they stay friends. Uh, this person finds that whenever the other person contacts them, they're always just contacting them to be like, uh, I need help with this. I'm in this problem, mainly just to like express issues that are going on in their life. And on top of that, then all of a sudden the friend admitted about a month ago that she was open to having something more to which this person, our writer in said, look, uh, <laughs> it was flattering, uh, but I'm just not in that place with her, with you anymore. Happy to continue getting to know each other. Uh, this uncomfortableness increased even with not seeing her much. So after much thought, I decided to maybe just gently phase her out. So basically, this is a breaking up with a friend situation that we are uh, looking into. However, a little confusion because at first the one person was like, I think I could be into you. The other person's like, I couldn't be into you. And then they're like, actually, I am into you. I'm So, okay. Uh, so this person sent a voice note, okay? Sent the person a voice note. With her anxiety, face-to-face uh, -face might be too much, and text is just not, uh, it's, it's up for too much misinterpretation. I thought about what I was going to say in a nutshell. I tried to get across that this may seem out of the blue, but it's been going on within me for a while, and I thought that the friendship didn't seem to fit well or sit right. And she mustn't take it personally because sometimes stars just don't alive, align. She's lovely, and I appreciate her hangouts. Then I alluded to some of her great friends and said, you're lucky to have these great friendships. And so uh, I aspire to have some of those as well. I said I knew this would come uh, and be somewhat upsetting. Um, and I didn't want to upset her, but it's coming from a good place. And I really wish her all the best. Uh, okay, so obviously person didn't react great saying... Uh, they didn't understand. This was a lot to process. She was pissed off, uh, and she would appreciate knowing why she was a shit friend. So basically what has happened is this person has misinterpreted what has been communicated. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting because, again, it's all about the concept of how do you break up with a friend properly, okay? How do you – I want to say I think in this situation, actually, you did all the things that psychologists would kind of say to do, okay? So you didn't text. That's the number one thing. Don't text. You tell them directly before having a conversation with anyone else so they don't hear about it secondhand. Uh, you were direct. You were kind as you can be when you're telling someone you know, it's not working out and you used I statements what you did technically you did the right things you were honest you didn't beat around the bush I want to congratulate you for being so like ballsy because I gotta admit I have just phased people out 
And and we it has been proven that if you're going to break up with someone, it's best for you and for them to be honest, because then what you can do is start to grieve the loss of a relationship, even if it's one that you were ready to let go. If you're not honest about it with the other person, then it's always kind of dancing around in your head and you don't truly move on. So I said, you, I think you did a great thing. Um, the other thing that you did was you you really thought about why you wanted to end this relationship. You made specific reasons, which is another thing, too, that people say, you know, you got to be specific about why it is it isn't working out. This person misinterpreted it because you were being lovely. Um I think you did the right thing. I think you were very brave. I think you, you got to rip the Band-Aid off sometimes when it comes to breaking up with friends rather than phasing them off. So, you know, because the truth is some friendships end. Okay? That's the reality of life. Sometimes we move on. Um, sometimes you just don't have anything in common anymore. You grow apart. Your priorities change. Um, or something more serious happened, like trust was broken or something. But um, I just, I think you did all the right things. This person maybe misinterpreted what you said, but... You know, I think good for you. You you were honest with them. And although it may seem a bit more harsh, what's more harsh? Just leaving someone out to pasture and being like, good luck figuring out why I don't want to be around you anymore. I think you did the right thing. It's a hard thing to do. Um, but that's what psychologists say. Make a list. Approach it directly. Speak to the person. Tell them why. So technically, I think you did everything really correctly here. I think there was some, it was complicated because there were some, are we going to be a relationship? Isn't it a relationship? That's why it's got to be hard. I got to say, I think being a lesbian, if I can, Jen, throw to you, that's got to be yeah, tricky. Sure. That's got to be tricky because, I don't know, two lesbians. I, like, I was a little bit confused by it's, bit, it is parts confusing. of it. Yeah. So an ex-friend. Yeah, so now Not she's... Not an ex-girlfriend. No, no, just a friend. Just a so, friend. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah. 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 I, I mean, once you're in the friendship uh, domain, I, I don't know how you move into something else. I also honestly. think this person, initially, that you started seeing, they were like, I don't want a relationship. Sometimes yeah. I feel people say that as a way to make you more interested. I hate to say that, but sometimes I feel that is... I mean, a, yeah. But sometimes yeah. that can be the case. I had a relationship where uh, we were friends, and then... He fancied me and I didn't really, wasn't that interested. And then I fancied him and he wasn't that interested. We're still friends. But, it's, you know, it's just, it, it can be that thing where you just, the timing isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, um, I mean, I feel like there's something to be said about just being upfront and direct about what it is that you want. And uh, particularly if you're both single, yeah. you, you, you know, and you, I feel like when it's complicated is if one person is in a relationship and the other person isn't, and then it can get one person has feelings, but they can't express them because the other person is mm -hmm. still seeing someone and then they break up and then the timing is wrong. All of that. I, but when you're both single, it's like, just what is it that you want? But, you know, look, the, the, the complexities of lesbian interaction. I mean, that's like a pretzel. I mean, you, so that's a hiding to nowhere. There is a lot going on, yeah. and um, I think, yeah, it's exhausting. I found that quite tiring to listen to, actually. It's, it's a lot, and I <laughs> even summarised it. Yeah. I summarised it a lot, and I apologise yeah. to the listener. I just I wanted to kind of break it down. Cause it, 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 but I like that you wrote it in. Thank you for telling me all the background details, so then that way yeah, I can look and, at things. Yeah, and I think she dealt with it um, really well. You know, I do, like, too. Uh, she was upfront, and she was direct and, uh, and, and honest about it, and, and then... You know, once you once you've said what you want to say, you can't really be in control of how somebody responds to that. No, you you cannot. Yeah, and and that's not your responsibility. And I think sometimes 
the way somebody responds to something in that in the moment might not be how they feel about it when they have a little bit of time to consider it in a, in a year's time or six months time where they go do you know what she actually was pretty decent about it and yeah. now and I, and I know I'm I know at that time I was hurt so I I I had quite a knee-jerk reaction response to it which maybe now now that I've thought about it I can see anyway I think all you can do is be upfront yep be a decent human yep and be honest and rather than drag stuff out and 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 leave someone hanging and I think you've done she did great work absolutely and that's and and you know, that would have been the advice I imagine, Alison, you would have given. I would have said it, this is exactly it because I would have looked at what all the psychologists say and the best way to approach it and list, make a list and clearly communicate why it is it. But the bottom line is if you didn't do this, you would still have this person in your life taking up time and space. You'd be in their life taking up time and space when the both of you, when you know, you know, you're doing them a service. You're doing yourself a service and you're doing them a service because now you can go and create a friendship with somebody that maybe is a better match and maybe they will now go find a friendship that is a better match rather than lying and being like, no, we'll hang out. No, da, da. no, I, I think you did great in what you did. Um, yeah, but it's hard, hard breaking up with friends uh, if you feel things have changed. Uh, but technically what you did is exactly what... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And there's nothing else you can do other than no. be upfront and honest, decent human being. Yep. Don't do what I do, which is just don't reply for like six years. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> Alison, thank you very much. For You're your, welcome. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> for your advices. So let us turn to the visual impairments that have secreted into our brains and thus left our mouths with recommendations. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that made sense, actually. Uh, I'm not to say that. Um, this may come as a surprise, but I watched the Spanish movie <laughs> starring... Maureen, you've got to mix it up. Right, in September, can we have something new? <laughs> All right, what did you watch? Javier Ray. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's in it. What a surprise. Is it's he? Called- Twin Murders, The Silence of the White City, and it's set in the Basque country because they have unusual names. Like he's called Unai, and um, I was like, that doesn't sound very Spanish because they're in, they're in the Basque country. Oh, he, Basque, yeah. And he's a detective, and he's just come back. He's had a personal trauma. He's back at work, and it turns out this, this is actually a far more realistic film than the last one I discussed. Good. And there's, um, it looks like a serial murderer has started up again, and they, they put somebody in prison for these murders. So they don't know whether they've imprisoned the wrong person or it's a copycat or the, the guy that's in prison is getting somebody to do these murders. And um, it's actually a really good, a good film. There's a lot of um, action. He does a lot of running in this. He's running a lot. At one point, they've got this great scene on the cathedral where they're running on top of the cathedral. Um, that, that was a really good, great shot. And so he's getting involved and he's just taking it quite... Um, he, he really wants this sorted. There's a kind of... Um, he's having this... He's grieving his wife. There's a bit of a contrived relationship with his his boss. Um, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was a really good, good, good thriller. Um, okay. You can figure out who the murderer is kind of halfway through. Okay. I I, mean, I sometimes don't mind that if it's... No. If it's just fun to watch and you're... you're yeah, you're and I was top watching it because it, it's, uh, you know, serial killer and it, I thought it'd be really gory. It's not gory. He has a very weird way. The serial killer has a very weird way of killing people, which I won't... Um, it's a horrible Don't, way. No spoilers. I won't, I won't spoil oh, it, but um, okay. it's like that is not a nice way to go. Um, and so all these bodies keep turning up. He keep, kills two uh, different ages. So it started off as a five-year-old, two ten-year-olds, and fifteen-year-olds, and twenty-year-olds. Oh, 20 year olds. God. Yeah, um, and it's based on a very famous book, the very famous crime series. So I really, really enjoyed it. Okay, brilliant. And, uh, and... I think that's something your uh, Stephen would like. It's a really good okay. movie. And you right, probably cool. like as well, actually. It's, a, it's on Netflix. It's actually net, produced by Netflix. It's a Netflix Oh, it's a Netflix it. film. So it's got very high production values, as you can imagine, like all Netflix stuff. So it's Twin Murders, The Silence of the White City. Twin Murders, The Silence of the White City. Look, it's actually quite nice, isn't it? To I wouldn't have pulled you up on this, Maureen, had this been another US show. So yes, why should true. I pull you up on it? That this is another Spanish movie. I think it's the Javier Ray aspect that we keep bumping into. But to be fair, last week he was he wasn't present, was he? Was he, he was. in the last week? Yeah. Oh, oh, we were we were asking Alison about a movie that had Rodolfo Sancho in it, and it was a horror. I don't know if, if you've I haven't had, had time to watch it yet, Maureen. But I will get back to you and let you I'm know. I'm amazed if... you haven't had time, Alison. <laughs> We've had a whole week to do that. It's absolutely. <laughs> But yes, I know. I know yeah. all the Spanish stuff has got Javier Ray in it. But as a, I have to say, if you are straight female and you look at Javier Ray, you might understand where I'm coming from. 
Okay. Well, Maureen, <laughs> thanks for that recommendation. And also, it's a good uh, inroad into Spanish cinema, isn't it? So why not? Yeah, and the Basque Country. I know nothing about the Basque Country. So, you know, you've got, you've got the festivals there. That's, that's Very the beautiful part of Spain. It's, it's everyone goes south, but um, the north of Spain, is, it's very uh, different. Very different, very green, very beautiful. Loads to see. Um, loads of Bilbao, San Sebastian, Santander, all... I've never been to Santander, but um, I've, I've heard it's got a bank associated with it. Anyway, um, but Bilbao and uh, San Sebastian are beautiful. Uh, anyway, uh, Maureen, thank you very much uh, for your recommendation. I have been watching. OK, so I, this show that I've been watching is really split people. Um, people that have watched it have either absolutely loved it or absolutely hated it. I don't think I've watched a TV show that has had such a has had such strong opinions, such visceral opinions. The show I'm referring to is Dead Ringers, which you can get on Amazon Prime and stars Rachel Weiss, who's playing twins, actually. She's playing twin gynecologists, Elliot and Beverly Mantle, who uh, are both um, doctors who um, they... <sighs> Basically, they're, I suppose, they're gynecologists who are um, looking to set up their own clinic. And it's based on the film of, by the same name that was originally uh, uh, by David Cronenberg and starred... Um, what's Jeremy Irons? Jeremy it? Irons, that's the one, yeah. Basically, these two... These two um, she plays these two uh, identical gynecologists. Uh, Beverly, who is quite uptight... Uh, she's got a strong moral code, a uh, very scrupulous doctor who really cares about her patients and is trying to create a clinic that um, will best serve women who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant because she believes that the way medicine has been treating women up until this point is abhorrent, you know, that women aren't getting the care that they need and that they deserve, that women are often dying during childbirth um, needlessly that babies are being lost and that women who are trying to get pregnant aren't being given uh, the best options that they can get yeah. and also the best aftercare should they experience uh, miscarriage etc and that's what her whole focus is around care and then her twin sister Elliot is very much motivated differently she is impulsive she is uh, doesn't have the same scruples she is um driven by um uh what i suppose you would say she's driven by um she's got quite an addictive personality uh and she is driven by things that are sort of exciting you know uh so she's trying to create a clinic that is going to mean that if you hit the menopause um if you if you um have uh, as a 20 year old woman frozen some of your estrogen estrogen cells you can have them injected into you and that will help you to rejuvenate cells and so that you you are you, you avoid the menopause so that you swerve the menopause do you know what i mean like things that are questionable in terms of their morality questionable in terms of whether or not we need them and you know if you know can men 
uh, get pregnant? Can women at the age of 80 have a baby? That that sort of stuff, like pushing the boundaries of medicine mm. in a different way, which is not what her, her sister wants to do. And they desperately want to start up this clinic for very different reasons. One on the basis of research, one on the basis of, of, of care. And they fall into bed with a billionaire investor played by Jennifer Eel, who has absolutely no morals, who is completely motivated by money and profit and who uh, is very clear about what she wants from this clinic should she invest all of this money. So and the billionaire played by Jennifer Eel is she's absolutely mesmerising to watch. She's absolutely incredible. It's just but it's so it's the show is fucked up. I don't know how to tell you this. It's quite a fucked up show. It's quite a feminist show in that it looks at how women have been treated and are still treated in terms of pregnancy and birth and being mothers. And it looks, um, but it also looks at the morality of what they want to do with this clinic and what Jennifer Eel wants to do with this clinic and what Elliot wants to do with this clinic. And at the same time, it looks at their very, very codependent relationship. Beverly is a lesbian. Elliot is, well, will literally sleep with anything. And um, Elliot is not happy when Beverly falls in love, basically. And that's as far as I've gotten. But some of the scenes are very dark. Some of the scenes are very explicit in terms of, and this is all around birth and Mm -hmm. babies Mm -hmm. and, you know, women giving birth. But it's very dark. It's a psychological, I would say, borderline horror, I would say. Yeah. Uh, And Rachel Weisz acts out of her skin like playing these two characters who are (laughs) the same. And also, can I just say, I don't know how they're doing it. I've got no idea what the technology is, but they have scenes where they're touching each other. One of them is hitting the other's hand out of the way, um, where they're embracing, where they bite each other. And it's like, I don't know how they do that. Because it looks, and and it's a testament to to her acting that I totally believe that they are two different people. Hmm. I totally believe that they're two sisters, even though we know that it's the same actor. And there are other things that they do, right, where they will swap so that one of them has always has her hair up, one of them has always has her hair down. That's the only way you can recognise them. And then they'll swap. So one of them will put her hair up and the hair down and people will believe that they're the other person um, so that they can go into these situations and fool people. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, I'm absolutely loving it but I know a few people who are like, it's too disturbing. I'm not into it. I, 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 I couldn't get my head around it. But if you're, I, I would definitely recommend it. Definitely take a punt on it. I, when I say borderline horror, it's not a horror, but it no. is very dark. dark. And so that's why I would say it's borderline horror. And I, and I, I think it's a feminist um, series and it's definitely worth watching. And I can highly recommend it. And it is on Prime. I'm going to watch it. I'm uh, into that. Alison, I think you'll like it. Maureen, I think you'll hate it. No. Uh, yeah. Alison, give yeah. me your horror recommendation. Yeah. Okay. So my horror recommendation uh, for this one, because we were talking about friendships moving on. Sometimes friends grow. You know, you, you change interest. Da, da, da. So I want to recommend It Chapter 2. Everyone, it chapter oh. two is the movie I'm recommending. Um, I haven't seen it. 
It's great. So, 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them all back. I loved this movie because it's the characters coming back. We see what's gone on with them. We see as adults what they've turned into. But then you put them back in this childhood scenario. And you can. And I just thought it's a perfect one to go with, with our problem. Because you can really see how friendships change, grow, we as individuals. you know. And, and I just thought this movie is an excellent example of it. And I actually really like the movie. I know a lot of people, Stephen King's movies, people are like, eh. And I get you. But I really liked it. But I also liked the original It as well until the oh, very I end. I loved it. Until the oh, very end was oh my a little cheesy. Absolutely brilliant film. Yeah. And then the last bit. Last five like, minutes is. The la- I was like, wait, oh, what? Giant what fucking that? spider. It was ridiculous. Weird, yeah. stupid spider that. The clown is terrifying. Terrifying. Tim Curry is terrifying. Tim Curry's so good. And then this stupid spider rocks up at the end and you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So this has a different vibe, but it, but it is, you know, I just, I really recommend it. I, so it, the, the second chapter, is my movie, my horror movie recommendation. I saw the trailer. It scared the living bejesus out of me. Mm-hmm. Ah! The, the, the a lot of jump scares. A lot of, yeah. 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 It looks really scary. Um, Alison, thank you for your recommendation. I actually um, have been meaning to watch that. Um, for a very long time, and I I might get around to doing it. So that'll yeah. be my on my summer list. Uh, the actual uh, sorry, it says chapter two, but the uh, the on the cover, it's actually called It Ends. Oh, I like it. I like it. Does it? Yeah. It always looks like it's going to end, and then there's It Three. <laughs> there's more clowns yeah. in the car. Everyone, get ready. The yeah, It's never end. Was over. <laughs> it, it's back. That's it. That's will be the third one. It's back. It's back. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Alison, thanks for your recommendation. Um, we've done TV. Um, we've offered up our offerings to you. Uh, we hope that you enjoy them. But it's time to go back to more and younger with her corner. Covered in culture and cheese. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> okay, this is about Javier Ray. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no. This week I'm talking about, I talked about Shakespeare the other day. I'm now talking about Greek theatre, which I know some people will be going, oh my God. Often it's the translation. The translations are often really bad. I would recommend, and I, I, I've read this, um, Tom Hughes, Ted Hughes, sorry, did a, a translation of the Oresteia, and it's absolutely brilliant. So I would um, recommend that. And it's actually now become, it's, it's a really good translation because obviously Hughes is a poet. And it's I think it's now the go-to edition for English language readers. But often, you know, people think, you know, it's... 2,000 years old or whatever. But a lot of Greek drama, it's still universal. I remember seeing Medea with um, Dinah Rigg. And for those who don't know, Medea is this woman who's, who's done a lot for her husband, sacrificed a lot, done a lot for him, and then he turns around and goes, oh, I'm leaving you for a younger woman. I mean, that story's still going on. And I remember there's a line in the play where he kind of goes, I'm leaving you for a younger woman. You know, what's your, what's your problem? What have I said? And you can hear all the women just going, oh, for fuck's sake. Because we've all, we've all had that. I mean, I remember... Uh, a boyfriend saying to me at the time, um, we had a very romantic night once, and he said to me, oh, it's been lovely. It makes me realise what it could be like if I was with somebody special. Oh, my God. 
Thanks. Wow, you've dated some assholes. That's that's a fact. And then I was like, pardon? And he was like, what did I, what have I said? And I just thought that makes it worse because you're now implying that what you said is is pretty, you know, we finished that night, let's say. That was the end of He said, you're overreacting. I thought, I haven't punched you, so I think I'm doing quite well, to be honest. But anyway, so... But it is a really dark play, though. Yeah, it's a really it? dark play. But it's I mean, a very it's... good play. It's a great play for a, an actress to perform. Dana Rigg was, was um, brilliant in it. Um, and so I'm going to just mention a few... Uh, a few. I don't expect to write that, to read them, but um, a few ones that you might like. Euripides was... Um, Oh, no, he didn't. Did he write that one? No. He wrote Medea. He wrote Medea. Uh, yeah. I think Aristophanes wrote The Parliament of Women, which is quite, a, that's a good play. It's a, it's a comedy about women being in charge of government and men reduced to like these pitiful creatures. And it's about war, power and gender. And I saw a very good production of that actually in Cumbernauld in the Arts Centre there, um, just outside Glasgow. There's a great film, which I really liked. It got very mixed reviews and it contains rap. And I don't like rap, but I did really like the rap in this thing. It's called She Rack, which was directed by and written by Spike Lee. Mm. And it's set in Chicago. And they call, because Chicago, they had more murders in Chicago than there was during the Iraq war. So they call it She Rack. And it's based on Lysistrata, which is a, a great play about women refusing to have sex with their men until they stop fighting such a good play it's a really good play yeah and so he set it now in sh where these gangsters women are going until you stop killing each other we're not going to have sex with you and you can see that i think it's either on Am i think it's on amazon actually wow and i really 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 like that now these these are a couple i haven't seen but look really interesting there's a 1961 movie of antigone and that's got arena pappas in it which um great greek actress and she's also in Electra from 1962. It's also meant to be an absolutely brilliant movie. And she was a very, very good Greek actress. And there's Medea by Pasolini, which is meant to be very, very good from 1969. And then it's not really on a play, but it is from Greek myth. And I, I really liked it, even though it's not usually my kind of movie, which is 300. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. With yeah, Gerald yeah. Butler. I really, really like that. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it, which is based on the, um, I don't think it's historically accurate, on the story of those Spartans. There's about, I don't know, a handful of Spartans who kept back the Persians for, for, for ages. They just stayed in this pass. So I quite like that. But yeah, I would check out Chirac. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounds great. And, yeah. and also, um, I think it's interesting to make plays that um people think are inaccessible or don't or not or, or irrelevant irrelevant it's a bit like uh, shakespeare yeah when we were talking about shakespeare the, the other week um is allowing people in and i, and I think that's the trouble with a lot of the, the arts particularly theater and plays is that i feel like it um there just isn't enough uh, emphasis in this country to encourage people into the theatre, either to make it more accessible, whether you're disabled, for example, but also financially accessible. Oh, it's really, uh, it's ridiculously expensive. It's, it is ridiculously expensive. I, I don't know if the national, and again, I, I don't know, I, I, I can't speak to what's happening outside of um, uh, London, but they, they, they did for a long time have those cheap tickets. Yeah, they, they do. Ten pound tickets. I don't know if they're still doing tickets, that, where you can they? pick them up for a tenner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think also it's, 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 uh, you kind of have to introduce this stuff at schools, don't you, to get people into it. Well, I was I, gonna, yeah, I yeah. was going to say most, they say, uh, the most theater that people are exposed to nowadays, especially in this country is Panto. I mean, that's 
basically Panto is fantastic it's which is really fantastic but that's uh, literally because schools take kids to the school to the theater they watch yeah. other than that they're not getting exposed to other theater things no yeah. and it's it's such a shame because when theater is good it's an incredible incredible experience obviously yeah. when theater is bad it's like shoot me in the face yeah, yeah. But that's the same with everything, isn't it? That's the same with any sort of live performance. Um, when it's good, it's amazing. When it's bad, it's horrific. But if when you get a chance to see um, a good... I mean, like I saw Medea... I actually took my mum uh, to see Medea at the National. And it was a, it was in one of the smaller theatres. Mm. Um, Who was playing Medea? Do you remember? I can't remember. It wasn't a big name. And my friend was in the chorus. Uh, this was like... Oh, my God. This was, would have been like the early noughties it's over 20 years oh ago. okay that's fair enough yeah 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 yeah. but um yes yeah, so i really enjoyed it and it's and it's such a violent and passionate play that it you know it's forget reservoir docks watch medea i mean that is full-on you know there's 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 all there's all it's all there um so yeah Anyway, Maureen, thank you for your recommendation. Don't be put off by the fact that it's uh, as based on Greek theatre and mythology. Um, there's loads out there to, to access, and that's a great recommendation, that Spike Lee adaptation. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just remember Liz Lockhead wrote Medea, which I think is in Scots. And I think I saw Maureen Beatty do it at the National, which is this vague memory. But, yeah, check out Chirac. I think uh, yeah. it, I really liked it. So I think you can watch it for free with Amazon Prime. Brilliant. Great recommendations, Maureen. Thank you very much. Well, this is it, gang. I mean, we've had a wonderful season, or whatever we want to call it, of of, of learning, of growing, of culturing, of of, of asking Allison, of of uh, talking about TV. Uh, uh, grow. We've just we've learned so. But but what we want to do is we want to end this season talking a little bit about what the hell gets on gets on our tits. So Jen. Last week was a pretty general one, which is great. But do you have any specifics? What's getting your goat right now? Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And and, and do you know who I blame? Society. (laughs) Um, just men, men. Okay, look. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Season I'm finale. So Here we go. Let's go now. Just leave. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I, I've had quite a few interactions, quite a few over the last, I would say, four weeks with various different men that have made me so cross. I think that's what fed into last week as well. It's just being tired and having to deal with fuckwits. And I'm going to break these ones down. Okay. And then we're all going to agree that I'm right and, and, that, and that's all I want from this bit okay. I, I don't I don't I don't want I, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna apologize sometimes I go look oh, maybe I'm wrong and I'm completely right and these men are wrong okay number one okay listen to me just listen I cannot tell you whilst I have been on tour how many times I have had a sound Man, technician, human, does not listen to me. And I can tell he's not listening to me. He's not listening to me. Alison, you were um, present on one of those Uh occasions where I will say to the sound guy, I've got one sound cue. All I ask is that my cue to introduce myself on stage is you playing music. Until I hear that music... I'm not going to introduce myself. 
Okay, so that's what. And they go, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, no, no, but just hear me. You need to play that music. I introduce myself over the top of that music. And then I walk on stage. Please don't fade out the music until I pick up the microphone. That's the only sound cue I have for the entire show. How many times did they get that wrong? I can't tell you. I'm waiting backstage. Silence. There's nothing. I'm like, okay, I've, I did say to you to put the music. So the whole point is, is the music plays, then I come on to the music because the music doesn't fit my personality. If I come on and then the music plays, it kind of doesn't, there's no point in having the music that I've chosen. That's why I've chosen that music. I want you to play that music. The amount of times that that just didn't happen. It's just absolutely phenomenal to me because guess what? I'm a woman and they weren't listening. That's number one. Mm-hmm. That really annoys me. Mm-hmm. Number two, pedantic men on doors. Yeah? Pedantic men on doors who don't, who, who, who are like gatekeepers. Two corporates I had to go to this week. Two corporates I had to go to. I'm turning up one outside the shard. Okay. And the second one outside another big building uh, in Victoria. I arrive at both places and they won't let me in. They won't let me in. Okay. I need to give them a name. I'm like, okay, if I give you the name, you won't know who this person is because they don't work here. They've just rented out a space here. They're like, so I can give you a name, but it won't mean anything to you. So I give the name. We don't have that name down. I said, you won't have that name down. You won't have that name down. I said, listen, uh, all I need to do, right, is speak to somebody at reception and then they will phone up, get that person and then they can let me in and I can fill in all the forms or whatever it is I need to do. No, 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 no. I need to get a name. Honestly, I cannot tell you how frustrating that was. And then I have to phone up my agent who has to then phone up the people in the building who have to then phone down to reception who then have to go to the guy and go, yes. You can actually let her in. And if you had let her in, we would have been able to make that phone call. And they're like. The next one I go to, the guy's like, he's at the door. I said to him, right, I'm here to do the thing. I'm hosting the this award ceremony that's on. I'm hosting it. I'm the host. He was like, are you crew? I went, I I said, I'm not crew specifically. I'm hosting the awards. He went, well, what is that? Is that crew? I went, oh, my God. Sure. Let's I said, sure, mate. Let's say it's uh, let's say it's crew. He went, and who's organising it? I said, it's the so-and-so awards, so, and I'm here to host that. And they went, I need a name. I went, I said, you don't, I said, you don't need a name. I said, you just need to go and find the organiser and they they will confirm that I am the person hosting it. I can't let you in without a name. I said, are you joking? I said, okay, um, I, I don't have a name. I only, I've got it through a, uh, a company that book events and so I have a name for them. Do you, do you know who they are? He was like, if you can't give me a name, I can't let you in. Oh I was God. like, wow, okay. I said, you, tough job today, is it really? Thank you for your service. So I then have to get a phone call, get somebody to email me, give him the details, give him the name. I said, do you know who this person is? He went, that's all I needed was a name. I said, but do you know who this person is? He went, it's, it's not important. I've got a name oh now. God. I went, so a name of a person that you don't know to let me into something that you know I need to do. I said, thanks for your time. Ta- thanks for your, I mean, really, you've, thanks for your job. I mean, this is incredible work that you're doing, mate. You absolute fucking prick. Of course, I can't say that. I've got to look professional and go, I really appreciate everything you've been doing so far. Thanks so much. 25 minutes it took me to get in to both of those. Third one. 
I am at East Croydon Station. I, 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 I'm really, I know, I know this is three goats in one. <laughs> we might as well end on a bang. I'm at East Croydon Station. There's a chap who's got off a train, who's walking next to the train on the inside of the yellow line, walking down the platform. The guy uh, uh, who works on the platform has just said to him, so could you, could you just move, um, just step one side, just on the other side of the line, just while the train's moving. The guy ignores him. He's walking down and the chap says, sorry, mate, the train's moving. Can I ask that you just step? The guy walks up to the guy that works at East Croydon Station. He's like, points right in his face. His finger is right up to his face. And he says, your heels are over the yellow line. So don't you dare tell me to I have to keep inside the line. I'm with um, Susie Ruffle. We're watching this and we're like, the guy said, look, I'm just trying to keep you alive. Okay, it's fine. He said, no, it's not fine. So then he goes on. He's like inches away from this guy's face, shouting at him, telling him, you're wrong. The guy who works says like, puts his hands up and goes, mate, all I was trying to do was keep you safe. That's my job. And he took a step back and he went, and the guy took a step forward. It's right in his face. He goes, next time, don't tell someone to do something when you're not doing it. He goes, you're not doing it. You weren't behind the yellow line. He said, it's my job to let the... The train driver knows to go, to not go. Anyway, he's going on and on and on. He's right in this guy's face. He's shouting. The guy walks off. He starts following him. He starts tapping him on the shoulder. No. He's right in his face. Susie's like, excuse me, mate, could you leave him alone? Uh, you're being, you know, you're being very abusive. And he's like, oh, fuck off this, fuck off that. So then I step up and I'm like, mate, you need to leave him alone because this is actually now verbal assault and abuse. And he continues. It's to the point now where it's actually embarrassing. We've got now there's five women, five middle aged women defending this guy going, could you back off and leave him alone? He now looks like such a moron. He won't. He can't back down. He's doubling down. Yeah. So he's, he doesn't double. He triples down. So he starts to step even closer to the guy as if he's going to push him onto the. So then this other guy out of nowhere goes. Leave him alone. Uh, you're just making it worse. That makes us even crazier. We're like. My God, we were like, mate, you need to step aside, okay? There's five women here. It's interesting that it's just the women defending this guy and you need to step aside and we're not going anywhere until this guy leaves this guy alone, all right? So there's like a group of women (laughs) following this guy and then in the end, Susie picks up her phone and she starts filming him. She went, just to let you know, I'm filming you and I'm going to post this on Instagram and that is the thing that makes him stop and he walks away. It was the kind of behaviour... Bearing in mind that this man was in his late late 50s, I'd say, early 60s, a, just verbally assaulting a man who's doing his job. And when he was told to stop by a group of women, tripled down because he was so embarrassed because he looked like such a... I said, mate, you look... I'm embarrassed for you. This belligerence is... You just look really, really sad. So just stop doing it. Of course, he had to, like, double down on it. And so that's what's gotten my goat. Is this... Guys, chill out. Just, do you know what I mean? Everybody chill out. It's just unbelievable behaviour from grown men who are like pedantic, belligerent, entitled fuckheads. And just to say, not to the wonderful WTV listeners that we have, all of the men that listen to this show, of course you're wonderful humans because you can put up with this, okay? (laughs) You're listening. (laughs) You're listening to this. Of course you're not like that. You're a wonderful man. 
But those men, those men, they're the worst. And you know what? Sometimes people ask me, Jen, if you could take a pill and not be a lesbian, would you? And I'm like, no. Uh, in fact, give me another pill. Can I? How can I double down on my lesbianism? <laughs> That's what's gotten my goat. That's a good goat, Jen. It's, it's a good a big goat. goat, isn't it? It's a big goat. Sorry if it was too much for everyone, but no, I've got to shake this shit off. Otherwise, you're carrying around with you, and you just randomly punch men in the face for no reason. And we don't need you doing that over the summer. I, 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 I want you to come back. I don't want you to get arrested. Charged. Do you know what? It, <laughs> I was like thinking when this guy was being verbally assaulted by this other guy. I was like thinking if Maureen had been here. Wow. <laughs> There's no way you would have put up with that, Maureen. <laughs> she would have like literally. I can imagine her grabbing a guy and go, "If you don't back off, I'm going to push you onto the rail tracks or something." <laughs> it depends what mood I'm in as well. Sometimes if I'm in a like in a really bad mood. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play out that in my head for a while. I remember once walking home. I, this was ex, uh, he was my boyfriend at the time, and he'd really pissed me off. And I walked home late at night, and it was like under railway bridges and everything. It was quite dodgy in North London. But I was in such a mood. I thought, if anybody, anybody tries to attack me, I will fucking kill him. Because I was in such a bad Maureen, all of the conversations that end with you having a boyfriend always end with you absolutely In a bad mood. I can totally see why you're single. <laughs> yeah, I have terrible taste in men, generally, as a general rule. Alison, you've hit the gold dust with old Danny. And his bum. And his bum, yeah. Danny and, yeah, Danny and his little bop. He's pretty good. He's pretty he's good. Pre- he's great. Well done. And also Alex, our producer. Our amazing producer, Alex. Yeah. If this is our final one for the season, then let's give a little shout out to Alex, who worked so hard for us. No, look at he's telling us not to, but we're going to. And you're not cutting this out, Alex. You're not cutting it out. Thank you for all you do, Alex. We'd love to thank Alex, Leanne, and everyone at Impatient Productions for everything that they do. We'd love to say a very special thank you to Acast as well uh, uh, for all of their support. Yes. And once again, a very big thank you to you, our listener. We love you. Our listener. Had to... Listeners. Our listener. Oh, I forgot there was more than one now. <laughs> We've got a few. We do have more than one, Jen. I know this might surprise you. Do you know you. what I was doing there? When I said our listener, because when they're listening to it, they are our listener. They're they? our listener for that. They're individually taking us I'm in. individually. You, that person in your kitchen, in your car, doing your thing, walking down the street, trying to block out your husband. You. Our listener, I'm talking to you. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. And we will be back in just a mere five... Possibly six. six. Possibly six weeks. Have a good summer. Enjoy yourselves. Live your lives. Be happy. We love you. And if you miss us, go back and listen to old episodes. Bye. Bye. Have a great summer. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You never know. We may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that do. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.